Hey, what's going on, guys? This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield, the founder and host of Seeking Excellence. And today we have an awesome episode for you from the one and only Josie Kuhlman talking about the tools and weapons that we can use in spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare has been a theme of ours for the last several weeks. I hope that you've heard uh, my podcast that I did on the current state of the spiritual battlefield and then the spiritual warfare call to action episodes, uh, some of my favorite single ones that I've ever done, uh, solo episodes. And then I also want to just encourage you to go over to our website, thosewhoseek.org. You've probably been hearing a lot recently on um, the Vatican statement last Monday on same-sex unions and within the Catholic Church and um, how the church can approach those and whether or not priests can bless same-sex unions. Uh, it's caused up a lot of stir uh, amongst Catholics and non-Catholics alike. And so I wrote a blog on it uh, that's actually going to be a series of blogs titled Real Love and Hard Truth, A Soul-Saving Combination. And so you can go over to thosewhoseek.org under our content, go to the blog, and it's the second latest blog. And then there will be more on that. And just encourage you again to sign up for our email program when it pops up on the, uh, on the website so that you don't miss any of these blogs or these writings, because I think that this is an incredibly important topic that we're going to continue to talk about for a little bit as a church, as we should because I think it deserves our attention and some careful consideration. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom, to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ, to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You were not made to make excuses, time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. Hello, party people. It's Josie Kuhlman back here as your guest host on the Seeking Excellence podcast. Happy to be with you all again today. Happy Lent. Um, how's it going for you? I know we're probably over halfway. Um, you know, whether you have been committed to your Lenten promises or not, it's not too late to recommit, refocus, and get dialed in for Holy Week coming up here. Um, but today I, I wanted to chat with you guys um, kind of based on Nathan put out a couple bomb podcast episodes episodes on spiritual warfare um, and what that is. And some of the things that really stuck out to me about those, those episodes um, were that 
basically like today in just the, our church today, there's a lot of watered down preaching, right? Like a lot of pastors, um, afraid to truly preach about the reality of spiritual warfare. Um, and instead, you know, preach this prosperity gospel, um, and make people feel comfortable and happy and great. And like, Jesus loves you. And like, yes, he does. But there's also the reality of there's a battle for our souls, um, an invisible battle, um, between heaven and hell. And we have to do our part every day to, to fight against that. You know, um, the devil is real. And if we aren't moving forward in the spiritual life, we're moving backwards. Um, there's no complacency, you know, that's what I was an athlete my whole life. And that's something that I always said is, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And it's the same in the spiritual life. Um, you know, something that, that Nathan pointed out is that the biggest lie that the devil wants us to believe is that our choices don't matter and that they don't make a difference. Um, but they do because we're soldiers for Christ and, um, we have to prioritize, uh, you know, our prayer lives, prioritize those, those little daily disciplines that lead to holiness, um, to fight this spiritual battle. Um, so just to open this episode, um, I wanted to read you this quote from, from C.S. Lewis, um, he wrote, if you haven't read the screw tape letters, it is an incredible read. So definitely pick up that book, but, um, I just wanted to read this quote from C.S. Lewis. He says, there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased by both errors and hail a materialistic or a magician within the same delight. So essentially you can be on one end or the other of the spectrum, obviously like giving too much focus to, to demons and devils isn't good, but I think the, the other end of the spectrum is where a lot of people fall today in just like don't, don't acknowledge that like the devil's real or try not to think about it. Um, but we have to be mindful of that. Just like knowing, obviously don't dwell on it, but just knowing that there is a battle for our souls that should like, you know, fire us up to do our part every single day and stay motivated. Um, because yeah, we, we can't be complacent. Um, so how do we do this? Right. Um, well, scripture tells us, um, so in the letter to the Ephesians, um, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flames, flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. 
That was Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 17. Um, if that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what does. Um, because yeah, this is a battle. We have to arm ourselves as the soldiers of Christ that we are. Um, but like, what does this mean, right? What does it mean to put on the armor of God? Um, quite frankly, you know, there's, there's three, there's three main pillars of this, um, that I want to focus on. And it's especially, I think just fitting here in Lent because they're the same three pillars of Lent. And that is prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. You know, this is how we put on the armor of God, how we're able to stand firm um, against the devil's schemes and um, move forward instead of backwards in the spiritual life. Um, so I just kind of want to walk through each one of these in turn um, and kind of just dive into what this can look like practically in our lives. Um, if yeah, you've listened to any of my podcasts in the past, I'm a big practical gal. So just like, how can we live this practical holiness in our own lives, in our everyday lives, with our families, with our friends, in our work? Um, so yeah, we're going to dive into that. Um, so first prayer, right? Prayer is a necessity. We have to quiet our hearts. We have to put ourselves in the presence of God. If we want to hear him, if we want to discern his voice, if we want to live in the Holy spirit, which is what we're called to do. And we're called to live in that Holy spirit. So, um, you know, I think most importantly, we have to prioritize daily time with Jesus. Um, whether, you know, you can only get, you know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you can give, like, make that a daily practice. Um, and I'm big on habits, right? So for me, I, you know, it's been trial and error, but I realize like I'm a morning person. So I have my best Jesus time when I get up early in the morning, um, can grab my cup of coffee, you know, read, the, read the word, um, and just, just share my heart with the Lord. You know, that's, that's my Jesus time. Uh, but maybe for you, it, you know, yeah, you say your morning prayers offer the day for him, but maybe it's at night, maybe you're a night owl. And, you know, at the end of the day, you like reflecting on your day and just giving it to the Lord or making space at lunchtime, um, whatever it is like, y'all, we have to prioritize this first in our lives. Um, it's funny. I was actually talking to a friend yesterday, um, about this because I, uh, in the last, like six months or so I've started this, this new practice of like, you know, having my Jesus time right when I get up in the morning. Uh, but it's required me to get up earlier than I'm used to, um, and sacrificing some sleep. Um, and I'm actually getting a lot less sleep now because I, um, am waking up to pray. Um, and it's, it's funny though, because I'm actually not as tired as I thought I would be like, you know, in the past I would get sick if I like ran low on sleep or whatever. Um, but like, I think God's given me the grace to like be fine with less sleep because I'm prioritizing him. So like, if that's, if that's a thought in your mind, like, Oh, like, I don't want to get up. Like I'd have to get up earlier to, to pray and like, you know, sleep, whatever, like pray for the grace to be okay with less sleep, you know, and prioritize, like Jesus will give you what you need. So, um, just make that a daily habit, put it in your Google calendar, put in your schedule, whatever you have to do to like get that time in every day, that silence with the Lord. Um, another great practice with prayer, um, that I've, I've personally started incorporating is just like the daily examination of conscience. Um, you know, St. Uh, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Ignatian spirituality or St. Ignatius of Loyola has great spiritual exercises for this. So if you just Google like, um, 
you know, examination of conscience, St. Ignatius, um, you can kind of walk, they'll walk you through like what a daily examine of your day looks like. Um, and it can take five, 10 minutes, um, whatever you want it to be, but this is just a great practice at the end of your day, before you go to bed to kind of review your day. Um, it's kind of like watching your day in replay, like a movie, um, and kind of just step-by-step walking through and you see, you know, the graces, the joys of your day. And so you could like, you know, be grateful to the Lord for them, but then also just recognizing, um, you know, those, those areas where you were a vessel, where you, um, share the Lord with others and be grateful for those. Um, but then also just like seeing, oh, what are some, some times throughout the day that like, I wasn't aware of God's presence or I, I didn't communicate his love with others or I sinned, you know, and, uh, it's important to examine ourselves in this way. So that way the next day we can be more mindful of it. So the more we're reflecting, the more we're able to make those small incremental changes and fight the spiritual battle. Because if we're not aware of, um, areas that the devil is creeping into our, our hearts and our days and tempting us, like how are we supposed to fight it? You know, um, we can't fight a battle. We don't know is there. Um, so this daily practice of examination, examining our conscience is so, so important. So yeah. So daily Jesus time, that silence, examine your conscience. Um, but yeah, just like this armor that, um, Ephesians is talking about putting on the full armor of God, prayer in the sacraments too. Like this, the sacraments are, 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 our um, access to grace. So like as much as we can, you know, go to confession, receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, you know, if you're Catholic, we believe that's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. Um, so what better way to arm ourselves than literally consuming God and having him within us at all times, you know? Um, so just like prioritizing that, um, I think I just wanted to address this because I think this is a question that a lot of people will wonder, um, as they grow in the, in the spiritual life and in the interior life, um, is how do I know, like, if it's God speaking to me in prayer or just my own thoughts or the devil tempting me in prayer. Um, and this is something I think every Christian struggles with. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's not like there's one, one answer, but something that comforts me is that I know if I'm doing all the things I should be doing. Right. So like if I'm praying, if I'm receiving grace through the sacraments daily, um, if I'm open to the Holy spirit, if I'm asking him to guide me, grace is going to work in my life. Right. And I need to trust that. Right. So, you know, if I'm doing all the right things, um, then I'm going to follow like where peace is, right? So what are the fruits? One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, like is that peace and that joy. So like, where do I feel that in my life? And I'm going to follow that, those convictions, right? That give me peace and joy um, if I'm praying and receiving the sacraments. Um, so yeah. So if you're living a moral life, seeking to avoid sin and temptation and follow God's will for you you can trust that like grace is working even when you don't always feel it. Um, so that's why it's important to like, even when you don't feel it to continue to do the right things, um, because you're, that's, you're arming yourself and you're fighting that spiritual battle, um, and kicking the devil to the curb, you know, um, that's what we want, right? Get behind me, Satan. Um, <laughs> pray, pray that, or I, um, I think I say that often, but, um, so yeah, so prayer that, that first pillar of arming ourselves or putting on the armor of God. 
Um, but secondly, I want the second thing I want to address is fasting. Um, now this is something that I think a lot of Christians, a lot of Catholics, um, just neglect, uh, because they're like, yeah, like fasting, that's just for, you know, Lent and on Fridays and Lent don't eat meat, whatever. (laughs) But y'all like fasting should be just as much of a part of our daily, like prayer discipline or, um, you know, spiritual disciplines as prayer. Um, you know, Jesus himself said in, in Mark, he said, um, when, you know, um, the, I think the apostles were trying to like drive out a demon from, from a man and they couldn't. Um, and then Jesus comes in and, um, and delivers this man of the demon. Uh, and they're like, why couldn't we do this? Like we tried through the Holy spirit and Jesus replied, this kind cannot be driven out by anything, but prayer and fasting. Um, so fasting is so, so important. Um, a lot of, you know, many of the greatest saints talk about it, um, in a lot of Marian apparitions, uh, our blessed mother will talk about it. Um, there's just, this is so, so important. So we can't neglect this part of, of how to fight spiritual battles. Um, but what is fasting, right? Is it just like, oh, like I can't eat anything or I have to fast on bread and water or uh, I can't eat meat. Um, no, honestly, fasting, just like prayer is personal. Um, fasting is nothing more than just self-denial. Um, you know, it's not, I think a lot of, a lot of people can get in the habit of just doing things and just being like, oh yeah, I fasted or like, oh, I did this. I did the right thing. But the purpose of fasting isn't to be miserable, um, but it's a form of training. Okay. So um, just like in prayer, how we have to put ourselves in silence to get more comfortable with silence and be able to spend more time with the Lord. Um, fasting is the same, but it's, it's a, tr- it's training a muscle to say no to things we want. Um, you know, we live in this culture that, um, you snap your fingers, you can literally, it's like this instant gratification. We want things now, how we want it, um, this and that, but if we're truly following the Lord's will for us, we have to surrender our will to his and conform our will to, to his, right? So sometimes that's going to involve not doing things we want, saying no to things that we might desire, right? Denying ourselves. Um, and so fasting is a way to do that. Um, so, you know, to, to avoid bigger temptations, um, we have to practice exercising our no muscle, um, in, in that way, we learn to be able to say yes to God, to the things he asks more freely, right? We're not trapped to our own. Um, we're not slaves to ourselves and our desires. If we practice self-denial often, because we're able to say no and be like, okay, Lord, I'll, you know, yeah, it hurts to say no to this desire, but I can do that and say yes to, to yes to you. Um, cause if we aren't able to say no, we won't, we won't be able to give a free yes when he asks us to live a certain way. Um, so yeah, so it's very, very important to fast, to deny ourselves, um, we should do this daily. Um, and what, what are some ways like practical ways to fast? Uh, I think this is a very personal question. So you can kind of develop what works for you, but some ideas, um, some things that I do in my own life. Um, so Wednesdays and Fridays, I, um, will try not to eat meat. Right. Or, um, I know a lot of like, even, even not during Lent, like that's just some small sacrifice I can make. Um, I know like actually my parents, um, they're, they're like way more legit than me. Um, (laughs) they'll fast on just like bread and water, like twice a week. So if you're, 
if your lifestyle allows that and if you're able to do that, like that is awesome. Um, so that's one way to fast. Um, but really for me, it's about, um, you know, daily self-denial. So recognizing like, what can I deny myself every single day? Like just something small or, or just, um, or just something that's hard. Like what can I do to get outside of my comfort zone to say no to something I want and yes to something better. So whether it's like taking a cold shower or, um, you know, not listening to music in the car or on my runs when I want to one day or in praying a rosary instead, or, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just like a lot of different ways that like we can say no to things we get used to. And just so we're not always giving ourselves what we want. Like that's the point of it. Right. Um, and instead of like sacrifices, a lot of times I call, I like to call these love offerings to the Lord just because it sounds better. And it reminds me of like the purpose of fasting and self-denial isn't just to like deny myself and be like, this body's bad and like blah, 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 blah. But to say like, okay, I'm saying no to this thing that I want. So I can say yes to you, Jesus. And what you ask of me, I'm training this muscle. So I offer this to you. I want to unite myself to you on the cross in this small way. Um, so it's a love offering to you. So, um, I don't know if that helps you. It helps me to like view it more as a love offering to Jesus. So, um, yeah, So I don't know, just something for you to reflect on in your own lives are like, what are little things that you can surrender to the Lord? Um, Maybe it's, you know, biting your tongue when you really want to speak or that friend that really annoys you and you just want to snap, like not snapping or, um, you know, maybe doing the dishes when you see them in the sink, even though you hate doing them or, um, yeah, I don't know, like talking to somebody that's lonely when you'd rather just like move on with your day. Um, so really just this idea, like looking at fasting as more than just like, ah, I'm not going to eat meat or bread and water or whatever, but like, how can I say no to myself in at least once a day? Okay. Like you start small. How can I say no to myself at least once a day? And this is a great thing. Um, at the end of the day to reflect on when you do that examination of conscience to be like, okay, like where, where did I see my joys of the day? Like, where was I, you know, where did I struggle? But then how did I say no to myself? Did I say no to myself today? So just some things to reflect on in your own spiritual life. Um, so yeah, putting on the armor of God, fighting this spiritual battle. We do it through prayer, through fasting. The last one I want to touch on is almsgiving. Okay. Um, why, why is almsgiving important? Well, (laughs) We can't love Christ without loving our neighbor because we're like, we're actually the body of Christ, um, the mystical body of Christ. That means that like, we are all united in him. Um, so like literally when we see someone else, we should be seeing Christ. Um, Christ lives in them. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I, it's funny just on a personal note, um, I've just been asking Jesus a lot lately, you know, like, Lord, like, how can I love you better? Like, I, I desire to like, love you and be as close to you as possible. Like, cause that's our goal here is that, that intimacy and that union with you, um, that will just be full and complete in heaven. So I want to start heaven here on earth. How can I grow closer to you? Um, and I was in mass and there was a big, you know, crucifix and I was just looking up at Jesus. Um, cause I often, I don't know, just get very inward drawn in my spiritual life and, um, have this deep relationship with our Lord. And a lot of times, like 
I just want to stay there because it's comfortable. Um, you know, it's just like, Jesus, I give my heart to you. I love you. But like, gosh, like, I don't, I don't want to go out, you know, like, I don't want to deal with people or (laughs) do my job. And like, literally y'all, my job is evangelizing and being a missionary at a parish. (laughs) So (laughs) So if I don't want to do that, I understand like, you know, I'm literally sharing the Lord with others. And I, sometimes I don't want to do that. Like I can imagine the struggle for those of y'all who just work in a normal office setting, you know? Um, but when I was in mass, just like looking up at Jesus on the cross and asking him how to love him better, I just felt him say to my heart, then love the people I love. You can't love me without loving them. So how can we love the Lord better? Love the people he loves. We can't love Christ without loving them because who did he die for? He died for that person in the office that really annoys me. The the person that cut you off on the road. He he died for, um, you know, your parents, your friends, your loved ones, but he died for your enemies. You know, he died. These are the people he loves. Like, and so we have to love them too. Um, Like, yeah, if we say we love the Lord and don't love our neighbor, we don't truly love him. Um, So, yeah, we're called to get out of ourselves in our own interior worlds um, that we've built through prayer and the sacraments and almsgiving and do what we're called to do. Um, Yeah, because like hopefully through through prayer and through fasting, we've developed this deep, intimate relationship with the Lord. So that way, um, almsgiving is truly just an overflow of that. Right. Um, you know, I've been, um, yeah, like meditating a lot lately on what it means to, um, be like a living tabernacle of Christ's love. Um, so, um, for those of y'all who are Catholic and who can receive Jesus in the Eucharist, um, when you receive him, like you consume our Lord. And just to think that like, we are a tabernacle of his love. Like we should be Christ to others. You know, we should go out, um, and yeah, be his body to others. Uh, Cause that's what we are. That's our identity in him. So, um, and this is almsgiving. I know typically we think like almsgiving as like physically giving money, um, to people in need. Yeah. That's one way of almsgiving, but it could also be intellectual almsgiving, right? Like sharing the truth with others. Um, it could be emotional almsgiving, you know, being a shoulder to cry on to a friend or stranger or loved one who just really needs to cry. Um, or maybe it's spiritual almsgiving. Maybe it's bringing someone to Jesus in the sacraments, offering that invitation. Hey, do you want to come to mass with me? Hey, like I'm going to confession. Do you want to come? Do you, do you want to do a holy hour? I'm going to church to pray, you know, just offering that invitation. Um, cause y'all, the truth is like, we are called to make a complete gift of ourselves to the Lord, but it's not just between us and him, right? It's, the, it's us, him, and his body. We can't love him without loving those. This is how we fight the enemy by loving him in and through by loving the Lord. Sorry. (laughs) I might sound like loving the enemy. No, (laughs) we fight the enemy by loving the Lord in and through all things. Um, so I don't know. It's funny. Um, I, (laughs) I like sticky notes and just reminders. And, um, in the last couple of weeks, I've just been convicted of this, of being, you know, a living tabernacle of Christ's love and like what that means and, um, a line that comes to mind then, okay, then let's love the crap out of people. (laughs) So y'all 
love the crap out of people. Okay. Like that is how you give that is almsgiving, loving the crap out of people. Um, so, so yeah, this is how we put on the armor of God, right. Through prayer, through fasting and through almsgiving. Um, and yeah, hopefully just these, these suggestions, um, and these thoughts are more than, you know, kind of what you're used to thinking of with prayer, fasting and almsgiving and just, really think and pray about like how you can make these things personal for you, like what that looks like in your life. Um, you know, for prayer, you might not be able to make a daily holy hour or go to daily mass, but can you give 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, you know, for fasting? Yeah. Maybe it's not bread or water, but maybe you can fast from social media once a week or, you know, um, you know, I don't know, have a schedule for what you fast from during the week. And, um, you know, one day don't listen to music one day. Don't go on social media one day, you know, take a cold shower, um, figure out what works for you. And then, um, with almsgiving, just like looking outside of yourself and truly understanding that like those people around us are Christ to us and we're Christ to them because we're all part of the body. And so we have to treat them like that. So how can we give of ourselves, um, you know, and be a vessel physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, intellectually, how can we share the Lord with others? Because that is true almsgiving. Um, and I don't know, I just want to end with just encouragement guys, because it's not always easy. Um, we don't always want to do this. A lot of days it might feel like an uphill battle and that's okay, but just to persevere and have hope for the reward that we have in heaven. Um, but don't neglect this spiritual battle. Don't fall into complacency because that's exactly what the devil wants. The devil wants us to get complacent and pull us down to hell with him by just neglecting that there's even a battle at all by just being like, Oh, it's fine. I'm a good enough person compared to so-and-so I'm doing so good. Like, no, get those thoughts out of your mind and arm yourself every day. Um, I know I opened with a quote from CS Lewis in the screw tape letters. So I want to close with one as well, um, just to offer you encouragement. So if you don't know, like screw tape letters is the devil, um, like Satan talking to like a lesser demon who's trying to, um, basically like win over this, this man on earth. Right. Um, and like bring him down to hell. So the devil's talking to, um, this like lesser devil here. So he says he wants them. He talking about God. Um, he wants them to learn to walk and must therefore take away his hand. And if the only sorry. And if only the will to walk is really there, he is pleased even with their stumbles. Do not be deceived. Wormwood. That's the lesser devil. Our cause is never more in danger than when a human no longer desiring, but intending to do our enemy's will looks around upon a universe from which every trace of him seems to have vanished and asks why he has been forsaken and still obeys. Guys, persistence in the spiritual life is everything. The devil hates that. Basically what he's saying here is that, you know, God, God's not always going to allow us to be easy. Like he takes away, um, those comforts sometimes, um, and we're going to stumble, but the fact he's basically saying like, when we, when we don't have a desire to do things, 
but we still obey what God asks of us, we don't give the devil a chance, you know? So those days that we don't feel like, like praying or fasting or being Christ to others, those are the days that matters most. Um, because this is a spiritual battle and we have to fight even when we don't feel like it, unless the devil's going to pull us down and kill us, you know, he's going to crush our souls. Um, so arm yourself with the Lord, arm yourself with prayer, mass and the sacraments with community, and just be encouraged friends that, you know, it's not over till it's over and we have to fight, fight every day to the death. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Hopefully I fired you up. We're all soldiers on this battlefield together. Um, and yeah, we want, we want to get all, all of us in heaven together so we can be having a party up there. Um, so yeah, be encouraged friends and have a great rest of your Lent. See you next time.